Welcome to the Next Level Income Show, where it's our goal to take your income, investments, and your life to the next level. I'm your host, Chris Larson. You can get your free copy of our book at nextlevelincome.com. Just click on the book link. I'll even send you a copy if you put your address in. Today's show is sponsored by MFIN Summit. That's Multifamily Investor Nation Summit. Coming up January 21st through the 23rd. It's a three-day information-packed event for multifamily investors with over 1,000 attendees, and we're going to have over 50 speakers. You'll hear from experts about finding deals, raising capital, underwriting strategies, selecting markets, and so much more. Go to mfinsummit.com to grab your ticket and use promo code NEXTLEVEL, all caps, NEXTLEVEL, to get $100 off. Whether you're new to multifamily investing or a seasoned investor, you don't want to miss this event. Join me at the Multifamily Investor Nation Summit in January. On today's show, we have Robert Grigor. Robert, aka the Celebrity Savior, specializes in eliminating anxiety, fear, depression, and more in as little as a single weekend. Robert is a certified EMDR therapist. He's a speaker and the author of You Need Therapy, EMDR, Real People with Real Problems, Getting Real Help. He also runs an exclusive private practice dedicated to radically freeing top creative professionals from the unconscious prisons that sabotage their extraordinary legacies. I'm so excited to have you on today, Robert. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I'm excited to be here. And thank you to the listeners as well for me having me in your ears today. Yeah, absolutely. So we first met earlier this year during an event called PodMax. We brought a bunch of podcasters together. And when I learned about you, I was like, I have got to have this guy on the show because you know we talk about investments and money all the time. And I just had a, a guest on talking about how to save taxes and and that's cool. Like I love that stuff. But this is really about life and living life and living your best life and being happy. So I had to look up what EMDR is. So maybe you can tell the audience a little bit more about what that is and, and what you do. Yeah, most people uh, want me to explain that. It was awesome meeting you at Podmax and I'm happy to be here today too. So look how that all worked out. So EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And as you can tell, it's a mouthful. So we just use the acronym EMDR. Couldn't even have a sentence or a conversation with people who said eye movement, etc. So EMDR, what that really is, it's a psychological processing therapy. What we do is we're actually accelerating the brain's natural healing process to process through trauma which is stored maladaptively in the brain, the right hemisphere of the brain mostly. And by doing something called bilateral stimulation, we're accessing both hemispheres of the brain. So it's alternating fashions to access basically the human's entire brain to work through a past event, which is the basis for your current distress, whether that be anxiety, depression, trauma, addiction, whatever it might be. It's all because earlier trauma that started long, long, long time ago. We can even get into that if we want to. But in a nutshell, that's what it is. It's an accelerating form of psychological processing. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, it's one of these things, I think it's becoming more mainstream. I watched the show Billions, the series Billions, and yeah. you look and they have you know this therapist like on staff and to help people become have better performances. Athletes now, they have coaches that help work through this and keep them there. And when you're talking about a game of seconds or inches or millimeters, it's so important. Who do you focus on working with? So who I focus on is our top creative professionals. So that means it could be, you know, the obvious candidates are celebrity actors and musicians, 
but also professional athletes because they have to be pretty top form in order to do their work, right. as well as CEOs, entrepreneurs. There's an incredible amount of creativity that has to go into becoming an entrepreneur. So that's really the main people. I work sometimes with coaches and, and others as they kind of find me, but that's really who I'm after, who like to work with me. And I love it. I'm part of a group called Strategic Coach. And the coach in the, in the group that we meet every quarter, he says, life is an energy game and business is an energy game. And it really kind of, it was like that light bulb moment where it's like, you know, if you don't bring your A game every day, you're not going to succeed. But, and then they said, you don't have to be on top every day. And they talked about how business and entrepreneurs are like athletes. And it's just so cool. I mean, and you just said it, right? You're, you're hitting all these people, actors. I didn't even think about it, but I mean, they got to be so, so on, I'm yeah. sure. So yeah, you really have to be dialed in in that top form or else you can't perform, right? Yeah. So I guess, Robert, tell me, why did you go into this field? Why, like, what led you in this field? I think, like, I don't need this therapy because you said right brain. I'm all left brain. Like, I'm a numbers guy. I'm an engineer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think, like you said, everybody needs therapy. But how did you come to this? Because it's, for me, a numbers guy likes to stare at spreadsheets and crunch and process. You know, it's fascinating. Cool. I appreciate that. And, you know, there's, there's like 50% of the population that are like, right, they're mostly left brain. But that just means kind of your default, your more dominant yeah. side, your more analytical, logical. I'm definitely more right brain. There's, there's really two journeys. One journey is how I found EMDR. And then one journey is how I found psychotherapy. The psychotherapy part is, is important because you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know I wanted to be a therapist. I just wanted to be creative. I just had a natural flair for art and I just expressed myself that way. And actually, I, the messaging that I got from my parents was, hey, Robert, you can do anything that you want, but it has to pay the bills. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, sure. you know, musicians don't make a lot of money right. unless you become, you know, world famous and yeah. actors. It's really hard to get that kind of job. So you best go into, you know, medical field like my father's a doctor or cousins who are lawyers, a good handful of them. But, you know, that was really based on the, the, my parents' scarcity mindset. I love them to death, right? And they, they have obviously the right intentions for me and they want my health and happiness but they were unconsciously squashing my creativity. So I actually went the complete other direction as you know, a lot of kids do. I doubled down in my creative endeavors. So I got my outlets with painting and drawing. I used to do comic books. And, and really that was my only outlet emotionally because I didn't have a lot of guidance of what to do with my emotions. So I was just struggling all the time. And I've been suffering with anxiety and depression and addictions far before I even knew what they were. And I was able to kind of cope through that stuff was with my art. And that was really the wow. first thing that helped me with it. I didn't even really know what was going on, though. I ended up finding psychotherapy as a total whim. Like I went into my undergrad following my best friend because I was afraid of school and I didn't really... I wasn't doing very good in my high school, by the way. My grades were not great, like one A minus, uh, maybe a couple Bs and stuff. But I ended up going into graphic communication management, which is essentially how to run a printing press. Huh. <laughs> it's just all but a dead field now. So I'm, I dodged a bullet there. Yeah. 
So, and then I ended up finding philosophy as my entry point into psychology because I was so always a deep thing. And I was always asking those existential questions, you know, why am I here? What is this all about? Why do I exist in a world I experience suffering? Because that's what I was experiencing all the time versus why is life, could there be another reality where there was no such thing as suffering? I was holding these pretty complex thoughts for, you know, a young person to have in their brain. And because I wanted to help myself, you know, I needed to figure out what's the point of why am I suffering? And then I ended up finding EMDR because as I went into psychotherapy, I found that talk therapy just, it was helpful to some degree, but it wasn't getting my, the results that my clients needed per se, that it was like trying to take down a redwood tree with a spoon. It was working, but it wasn't going as fast as possible. So on a whim, I just, I went to a training for EMDR and I almost left first lunch break because I thought it was total hogwash. It was just ridiculous that, you know, somebody can wave their hand in front of somebody's face and all of a sudden they're feeling better. It's crazy. So it sounds crazy. (laughs) <laughs> almost left. I almost left. And I thought, Robert, you're spending 2000 bucks or whatever for the training. Like, you just get your money's worth, get the credits for your, your college. You know, they need to have, they need to see it. And thank God did it because research study after study after case study after story from my trainer, I started to, okay, I'm going to sounding like it makes sense now. And there's, you know, 30 plus years of research behind it. Okay. I guess I'll try it. I tried it on my clients and it shortened two years of therapy for one of my clients in three weeks, we were through his trauma instead of, you know, the last two and a half, three years that we've been spending banging our head against the wall, but this actually works. So it's powerful stuff. No, I love it. And I've been on a couple other podcasts I've guests on and we've talked about my experience. So I like to say that effed up is normal, you know, <laughs> like we all have our challenges and our experiences and they affect how we go through life, which is what you were talking about. And I sought out therapy earlier in my life, kind of dealing with the loss of my father, my best friend, and ultimately my mother and some different things. And I realized that I was sabotaging some relationships that I was having. And it helped me kind of come to a realization of what I could focus on. And that was traditional therapy. I hear you say like, you can accelerate this process. You know, to me, that sounds awesome because it's a challenge, you know, busy professional sitting down for an hour or two a week. So I'm just curious, how can you accelerate that process versus traditional therapy? Like, I really appreciate that. And first, I feel like I have to comment on thank you for sharing that with your audience, because it does take people just like you that are in this position that your voice is, is reaching people and to know that you've gone through therapy, you've gone through troubles, and you're normalizing it right now for everybody my God, that's one of the best messages I could possibly hear. So thank you so much for that. And then so to answer your question, how do I accelerate it so quickly? There's really three methods to it, three pillars of work. So number one, it's me. You're getting me, 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 me. There's so much that I've been through in my life. I like to think that I've been through 10% of what everybody can experience in their lives. We didn't even get to you know half of the stuff that I've been through. But everybody's got their experience. But because of those, the range of experiences that I've had allows me to empathize with my clients on a deeper level. So through over the 
we were talking earlier, I think close to four decades of my life here, my gosh, it's less than mine though. I'll give you that. Have <laughs> <I>? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That is right. Remember that Robert. So no, it's just a number and it's how you feel, but really it's allowed me to really fine tune my intuition so I can have somebody sitting in front of me now and within 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I can tell exactly what it is that they're struggling with. And that's really important because you need to have the therapist that's gone through something similar to some degree or has gone through their own work. And that's the other thing too. I've had a, about a decade of combination of therapies, EMDR, one of them lately now, thank God, and talk therapy. And all that together has been really helpful for me to work all of my own stuff because I am human. And it's really why a lot of therapists get into this job because we have our own issues to work through. And then what really happens, the real magic, of course, is the EMDR, where once we have exactly the root issue, the sequence in the brain identified as to what it is, and that is its childhood environment, and it's going back further than that, and your, your parents' parents and their parents' parents. And so generationally, we're talking, there's all kinds of things that get passed down. So we're identifying the main reasons why that person's feeling the way they are. And after we've solidified that negative belief system, that's what it is. It gets stored in the brain as a belief system about yourself. And there's a somatic component and everything as well. But we then sit down for a much longer time than the regular therapist will do. I call that pay as you go, where you come in for an hour here, 90 minutes there. So, and you're right, busy professionals from my experience, that's kind of unrealistic for the most part. Maybe for a little while you can do it, but then eventually it falls off. So we're going really heavy for three days straight. It's one of those Tony Robbins kind of immersions where we're going really, 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 really deep. And, but we're actually going to the root of it and we're using bilateral simulation to heal it. So we're going to a place that people have probably never gone before just because you know what I've seen is, is pretty incredible. So that's really what it's all about. It's high level, fast transformations because of those three main components. So what do you talk about in your book and who, if you're thinking, okay, this is the type of people that I can really help them get to the next level in terms of performance going through that. Give us a couple examples there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so the book was really written for everybody. I just want this message to go to everybody out there because an EMDR therapist is basically level trained. There's a benchmark that they have to, to reach in order to become an EMDR therapist. Okay. And the message really is very clear. You don't have to struggle for years and years and years and years. And I can't tell you the number of clients that have come to me and said, Robert, I've been dealing with this issue for 20 years. And you're telling me that it can be eradicated in, in how long? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it. The books with that, I go into, you know, the main question is, first, do I even need therapy? <laughs> really, obviously, the title is tongue-in-cheek. I think we all right. need it. But uh, once you cross that line, then we're talking about what type of therapy, what's really going on in your brain when you're experiencing distress, how's that all, what's going on there? And then what all about EMDR from start to finish for the standard EMDR can get anywhere from Emdria trained 
EMDR International Association trained therapists. And then of course, how to find the right therapist for because that's so important, right? You got to find the right. therapist that clicks with you. So I get all those tips are in there. So that's really why I've written the book and to make it really accessible too. It's like a hundred pages. So you can read that in a, a weekend. That's a good, that's so. a good length. I see another book sitting there. That's about a hundred pages long too. Um, this is one of my yeah. favorite new books actually right there. <laughs> Thank you very much for that plug. And yeah, if you want to get a copy, just go to our website, click on the book link. Um, if you don't have one already, but I, in all seriousness, I talk about in my book, my racing history. And when I was racing, we were talking about this before the show today. I used visualization and I was, I read sports psychology books and how your brain doesn't, it can't really discern whether you're experiencing it today or whether you're visualizing your head and kind of imprinting those wins. Like as a kid, we used to do it. We'd run around and pretend we won. We'd throw our hands up and you can train yourself to be more successful. So mm-hmm. if someone's listening and they're saying, you know, that's great, Robert. I don't think I need therapy, but how can I use this to really accelerate my progress, whether it's in business or, you know, you mentioned athletes and I want to know why you're called the celebrity savior. (laughs) But if you're looking for somebody that's more performance oriented and maybe doesn't have their back against the wall thinking about thinking that they have a problem, how can this help somebody like that? Yeah, it's great, great, great questions. So it'll help in so many different ways. One of them being that you talked about visualization and the brain has to have the end goal in mind, right? And people that's easier than others. And think about professional athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, you got a goal in mind and you want to reach that goal. Let's call that the positive side of your mind. So your brain's going to go eventually. That's the sky. When you, if you're in a hot air balloon, that's the sky you're flying, right? That's, that's what you want. But if you don't cut those bags that are holding that hot air balloon, right? You're going to go a lot slower and you're going to struggle a lot harder because you're having so much resistance friction. So there's a negative side from every, you know, that positive goal, the positive belief that's attached to it, meaning maybe I am good enough or I am successful, whatever that means to you, or worthy of love or respect, whatever that might be. There's a negative side that goes along with that Everybody's heard of, or maybe I shouldn't say everybody's heard of this. Everybody has an inner critic in the back of their mind that always doubts them. Yeah, Chris, but yeah, I know you want to run the race, but uh, you remember that one time when you sprained your ankle on that weird hole that you didn't see coming? What if that happens again? So we've all got that mindset. And that is not something that just magically appears overnight, although it can feel that way. And this is the, one of the catches, right? People have had a lot of success sometimes. They come to see me and they're like, out of nowhere, I can't perform. I can't function. You've heard of the yips, right? When talking sports, yeah. like all of a sudden, Tiger Woods can't make a putt. Best golfer in the world can't make a putt. That's called the yip. So then we have those negative beliefs that are saying something in the back of the mind, like you're not good enough. You're going to miss this putt. You et cetera, et cetera. The Cappy Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. That was really... I know, it just came in my mind. Like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Hope you I can suck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the, the point I want to make is that if you don't eliminate those negative beliefs, yeah. then you're going to end up struggling. You have to work 10 yeah. times as hard Absolutely. to get to that finish line. So clear it away, let yourself just soar, and then you'd be surprised how much easier things come to you 
that you probably have never even imagined. So a whole new world can open up to you. Yeah, no, it's hard unless you've gone through it to really see that and see the positive shift. And again, you know, when you go through these things in your life and then you are able to navigate through those and get through the other side. I mean, you know, I just, one of the statistics I thought was interesting, and my father passing away when I was young, children that have lost a parent, they tend to be more successful because they have this finite idea of time, but it can also be unhealthy. And there's all these little, little things that are interrelated. So I find it fascinating. And if you're listening, you're struggling with something, you know, or you're looking to get to the next level, I, I encourage you take a look at Robert's book, look through it. Again, I can tell you from personal experience, you know, having gone through some of this process, you deserve it and you can get through that other side. So circling this back to money, Robert. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how, you know, it's one thing to make money, but if you don't think you deserve it, that you ultimately end up losing it. And we hear the story of lottery winners, right? Like, you know, somebody's poor, they win the lottery, and then a year later, two years later, they're out of money again. Mm-hmm. So what what is that tied to and how is that important for somebody that's going out there? And doing that. You call it your money story, right? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, there's a strategy, right? And somebody like Chris can help you with the strategizing of what, what to do with that money, how to invest it. Like, we're not talking about that right now. That's important. But there's a mindset around money, the story of what we've been told about money. If you win the lottery, and you know, that's going to help you maybe you got a debt or something like that. And obviously, that's a positive thing. You don't want to be in debt or whatever, because that really sucks. But there may be a belief like, hmm, maybe money's evil. Mm-hmm. If I have money, then other people are not going to have money. And I love this world. I want people to be happy. So when all that's going on underneath, For me, my money story was you have to work hard. You have to struggle for money, not just working hard, but struggling. And you'll never have a lot. You're always going to be struggling. It comes from my parents and their parents. My grandmother on my father's side, Romanian. So she had three kids, I think. And she had to scrounge the ditches She had to walk around all day long in the heat in these ditches looking for bottles that she can recycle so that she could feed her family. And so when you're growing up in an environment like that, when literally every cent means the difference between eating that day or not, you're going to have a very different perspective of money. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, I'm sure she came home some days and said, oh gosh, this is really hard or we don't have very much today or we're going to have to go without or something like that must have happened because it motivated my father and my uncle and all that where one's a doctor, the other's a lawyer. It motivated, but they still had the belief system. And even though you're a great position or you win the lottery, if you're not programmed to maximize that, to grow it, to see money as something that else that it could be seen, like a tool, a lever that you can pull, that you can access something else yeah. and grow it instead of trying to you know, hang on to it you know, because you have this scarcity mindset, like it's going to go away and it's never going to come back again and then I don't have to struggle. It's so hard to live life that way when there's a whole nother possible reality out there. So that's really what the money story is all about when I think about it, that 
this is, what's the stories that you've been told growing up? And I encourage you to think about that and think about what did your parents tell you about money? How about their parents? Where are they coming mm-hmm. from? War, if they're a product of, oh, yeah. of our Depression environment, or you talk exactly. So there's a lot that goes into it, but it's really what are the negative beliefs that come up for you when you think about money? Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. And I think everybody needs to consider that, what your money story is, what your money rules are. And what's going to happen if you end up being successful? What are you going to do with it? Because I, I got news for you. Just having the money, it doesn't make you happy. And more of it doesn't make you happy. So I got two more questions for you, Robert. Sure, One, how did, sure. how did you get the name The Celebrity Saber? <laughs> that, uh, so people just started calling me that. But there's actually a story behind a celebrity. We'll call her Jane. So she calls me. I started getting a bit of a, a name for myself, you know, sort of hotshot EMDR therapist in Vancouver. I was shortening my clients from two years, three years to three months, six months. And that was pretty good. You know, I was happy about that. She says, Robert, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And then she says, so I've got this drinking problem and I can't perform unless I have an Ativan and I take a shot of whiskey or whatever it was. Wow. And I'm like, wow. So this answered my question at the time. I was like, do celebrities have performance anxiety? Hmm, guess they do. So that's a thing. So she calls me, she comes for my first session. I start her off just like everybody else. We do the first, you know, the first session, sort of history gathering, uh, understanding what's her problem. She, Chris, she gets up before the session's even over. And she's like, you know what? I don't think you can help me. Not fast enough anyway. I got to go on like, t- no, okay. And she walked out the door and I'm like, <laughs> flat on my face. Guess I wasn't quite as, you know, hot shoddy as I thought I was. Never heard from her again. But thanks to her, it lit a fire under my behind. And I wanted to help people even faster. Celebrity that needs me right now can come in and boom, you can clear the issue and you can go and perform. Like that is such a huge gift of doing that for people. So that's one of the reasons why I'm called Celebrity Savior because these high-level professionals, these creative professionals, they struggle just like everybody else. Even though they're, some of their issues are a little bit different, like what do you do when you're born into a, you know, a legacy, uh, a family, fortune? That's a different kind of reality than a lot of other people deal with. So the other reason is really a mission that I look at celebrities like are, there are real leaders. Politicians are important, yes, but the people that I think really influence our culture are our celebrity. How about that? And we follow them. They say, buy this car, I want that car. You know, I want this, I'm going to do it. So that's really, and over the last decade, from my count, there's been over 150 celebrity suicides. Wow. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, like, yeah, they've been dealing with depression, but, you know, he was doing fine. He was making great music, making good money. Yeah. Yeah. But like you mentioned earlier, money doesn't, it's not happiness, right? So yeah, part of the mission now. So that's all about the celebrity savior part. Yeah. Well, look, again, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. If you want to check out Robert's book, if you want to learn more about EMDR, how to get in touch with them, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Robert? You can write to my website. That's the easiest way, grigorcounseling.com and everything you need's on there. Awesome. We're going to link that to the show notes. And my last question, I told you I had two left. If you can go back to your 25-year-old self and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Oh, 
everything in Google. <laughs> Invest, <laughs> man. Do it, do it, do it. Um, Why do you say that? Really, bet everything on Google. That's, a good, on that's Google. a good one. Yeah. I, <laughs> so another funny story. I had registered education savings plan. I think it was like 15 grand or something like that in maybe 20 grand. And obviously it was for school, but it was there. I actually, I think at that time I had changed my major anyway. So I had this, I knew nothing at all about investing, like zero, except that you want to buy low and sell high. That's all I knew. And so just put everything in Google because that's going to explode. Like people are starting to use it and it's going well. So I call my mutual funds broker or whoever his name is, I think at the time, whoever it was. And this is what I want to do. And I think it's going to be really good. So I was listening to my gut. This is the key, right? I was listening to my gut. And the guy said, Robert, that seems really risky because you don't, stocks are so volatile. You don't know if they're going to go up, they're going to go down, which is true, which is true, right? (laughs) But the best avenue is to diversify a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense. And Again, I can't give you financial advice, but if I could go back, I'd say, listen to your gut because by now I would have been freaking so rich and I could have done a whole lot of different things with with my time. Although I will obviously say I wouldn't be where I am today and I'm very thankful for where I am today. And this is part of my journey, but listen to your gut. Your intuition is so valuable. And gosh, I wish I had me now talking to my 20-year-old self. I love that advice. That's some of the best that, that's been shared on this, including the Google Park. That was good. <laughs> you can go back and do that. Robert, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I wish we had another episode to record and there might be another one that we have here, but I'll certainly be in touch. Again, if you want to get a hold of Robert's book, check out his website. It's going to be in the show notes. Check out our website, nextlevelincome.com and get a copy of our book. And if you enjoyed the episode today, please like it, share it, and give us a review. Everyone, Thank you so much for your time today. Robert, thanks again. Thank you so much.